Welcome one, welcome all. We are glad you're with us. Thanks so much on this Friday to all of you all throughout the great state of Wisconsin. Everybody coming onto the network. Say hi to our friends out in Madison on our flagship station, The Zone, WOZN on 1670 and 96.7 FM. Also in La Crosse and WKTY. Our great affiliate, WAYY, listening to us in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, at Sports Talk 105.1. Saying hi to everybody that listens early on to Ernie, our good buddy out there in Viroqua. Thanks to uh, everybody listening up in Wausau, in Marshfield, Rice Lake, Menominee, Marinette, Platteville. Cannot forget about Platteville. Love Platteville. Got to get back down there, too. I haven't been down there. See my buddy Herb Cody down there in a while. And then there's Shawano, Clintonville, and all the other ones that are starting to grow. And uh, we're going to make some announcements regarding some affiliate expansion coming up here relatively soon as well. So uh, I've been waiting for this day for a while. And today marks 119 days. 119 days until the 119th anniversary of Harley-Davidson and the hometown rally. The hometown rally every year is held uh, with the dealerships in Milwaukee and the surrounding areas. And riders come from not just around the state, but all over the country and all over the world, for that matter, to come back to what is the uh, the home of Harley-Davidson. And we are gearing up for the 120th anniversary, which begins next year. And they've already made the announcements that it's going to be in July of next year and not necessarily during the Labor Day weekend. This year is our 15th anniversary of the motorcycle ride. And first and foremost, we got to say thanks to our friends at Bud Light who have been with us since day one. Uh, they have been the big, big supporting sponsor of this. They have put a lot of money, a lot of effort and time into this to make it the success. We started out with 42 motorcycles our first year. And I thought that was fantastic. That was amazing. Last year, we had 767, and we had a little over 1,100 people that participated, 1,100 riders. This year, we tried to figure out what could we possibly do to make this bigger and better. So this is what we did so far. Uh, This year, the 15th annual uh, Big Units Poker Run, benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin, for our military members, our veterans, and their families, will again begin at Milwaukee Brewing. On Sunday, September 4th, uh, we ride kickstands up at 11 a.m. It's going to be a lot of the same where they're going to have music. They're going to have some beverages. They're going to have breakfast sandwiches, brewery tours, uh, weather permitting. The rooftop is going to be open, and it's going to be a spectacular day down on 9th Street, downtown Milwaukee. Uh, We are then going to leave and ride from there to the Rock Complex which uh, this is the first time we've ever dealt with the Rock Complex, and it is a massive sports complex uh, over in Franklin, Wisconsin. We're going to be police escorted out of downtown Milwaukee, and they're going to do the highway thing for us again. And the row of riders, whether it's a mile long or seven miles long, we're going to go and be escorted down to the Rock Complex where they're going to open up the baseball field for the milkmen. They're going to open up the umbrella bar. They've hired a band to play for us. Uh, So you're going to have music, you're going to have food, you're going to have beverages, you're going to have photos taken, drone footage, all this stuff. Top Golf is now going to be open down there as well, all for the riders, everything. It's going to be an experience within itself. So rather than going to four and five and six stops, we're going to cut it down to three this year. And we try to make the experience of riding so wonderful. What we're going to do after that is unique. We are going to Alpine Valley, down to the music theater, and then down to the chalet. So we're going to ride, not your traditional, you know, places you would take motorcycles, uh, but that's where we're going to go. And we've got some really neat details that are going to follow after that. 
Uh, we're working on some things down there at Alpine Valley, but we're booked. We're going to Alpine Valley uh, for the second stop. After that, we're going to a really cool, getting back to the roots of motorcycling, a cool kind of biker place, a place called Knucklehead in, uh, in Eagle, Wisconsin. And then we're heading over to Wisconsin Harley-Davidson after the fact. we got to say thanks to a new sponsor, which is Potawatomi uh, Hotel Casino, who are going to supply dealers this year. So for those of you that had some issues last year, and I know there were issues last year at the end of the ride, um, Potawatomi Hotel Casino is going to give us dealers. We're going to have some volunteers on site. We're going to have this completely manned and get rid of the cluster that we had last year. And my apologies for it, but we're going to take care of it. So that's one of the big mentions here. Um, so thanks to our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino because we can't do this without them. They are wonderful, wonderful people. And they wanted to, they approached us about coming on. We didn't even have to look for them. They approached us. At the end of this, uh, we have been approached by the Warbirds, uh, the commemorative air wing right here in Wisconsin. And they are going to do for our 15th anniversary, they are going to do a flyover when we are on stage and we're going to time it out with all of our riders returning back to Wisconsin, Harley Davidson and some of the old, old world war two planes, some of the Vietnam planes and such, uh, whatever's available at that time. They're going to do a flyover for us, and we're going to have bands. We got oh, The band has not been announced yet. We have not announced the band. We will, but we haven't announced the band yet. We're finalizing those details. It's going to be playing on stage for our event out at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, but it is going to be a grand day. It comes out to about 85 miles, and it's three stops, and it's going to be wonderful. It's $25 per bike, and if you have a passenger that wants to join, it's 15 bucks. The pre-registration is now open. It opened up at 11 a.m. sharp. If you want to find it, I'm going to post it over on the Facebook fan page. I'll also have, there's a Facebook page just for uh, the Big Units Fisher House Poker Run. You can find it on Facebook. It'll be at fisherhousewi.org uh, as well under the events page. That'll be listed. So there's plenty of places to find it. And uh, for those only who pre-reg, last year we had one massive package, and it was kind of winner take all. This year, we are going to do four distinct packages. One is going to be Bucks tickets and Admirals tickets. The other one is going to be Brewers tickets. The other one is going to be Badger football tickets with an inclusion of a tailgate party. And then another one for race fans is NASCAR and IndyCar tickets at Road America for the 2023 season. They are all valued at well over 500 bucks in so many different ways. There's going to be dining cards that go along with these things and certificates and such, but they're all valued over $500 alone. So I can't say thanks enough to everybody that made donations and everybody that's coming along, but it's our 15th annual poker run benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin, coming up on Sunday, September 4th, and pre-registration is open now. And the day of the registration is just 25 bucks a person. That's what it is. So don't wait. Get pre-registered now. We want to break last year's record of 767 bikes. We have kickstands up at 11 a.m., and we can't say thanks enough to our friends at the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Department, the Milwaukee City of, uh, the City of Milwaukee Police Department, the State Patrol, everybody that has helped us out in years past, Waukesha County Sheriff's Department, all the municipalities that have been a part of this. Thank you so much, and we can't do it without you. But that is it. It's all out there. Hopefully, um, you know, you. if you don't bike, that's fine. If you do, um, please join us. Uh, it's open to all motorcycles, too, all motorcycles. It's not just Harleys. It's Hondas. It's Indians. It's whatever you ride. Bring it on out. We would love to have you. There you go.
So that's it. We wanted to make the announcement because we went live at 11 o'clock sharp. So if you want to find it, just go to Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run, and all the information is right there. And we're going to continue to update it, too. You're going to get more and more details throughout the day and as they can become available. So there you go. Good stuff. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Very, very proud of that. Very, very proud of that. Hopefully uh, a lot of people get involved in that as well. So um, I want to go back real quick. We were talking about the, the NIL, the portal, and such. Uh, ben Kenny, Zach Halperin last night talked to Greg Gard uh, on their program, uh, Kenny and Halperin. And so some of the comments you heard earlier last hour from Greg Gard. And some stand on the very high moral ground. That is, we're not going to set up structures to pay players to come to Wisconsin. We want to remain very much kind of the above-board program. And don't want to get into the mud with other teams and other programs that want to just blatantly play, pay players to come there. Um, ben, so I, I, I want to go back to the comment you made uh, that you sent me just before we went to the top of the hour break. Uh, you think this, uh, by not setting this up and by not kind of just delving into what is now considered legal, you think it's a gross mistake by UW-Madison? Well, I mean, uh, to I, I think it's going to change as time goes on, but... It was it was a long time coming, and everybody saw this world morphing into what it is now. I think it's a mistake to not go out and compete at least in the world that everybody else is living in. I I guess they I it could be called taking a moral high ground, but I think it's a very immoral world, if you will. While it's all allowed, and I don't think any of this is quote unquote dirty. I I think not going out. And at least having some type of NIL package with you as you go recruit, I think you're going to fall behind because you have to adapt to what the landscape of college sports is right now. And that's what it's become. Uh, And I agree. I mean, I can't argue. There's no right or wrong to this. I think there's only success and mediocrity or, you know, sub championships and arguments then thereof. Because you can go out and buy a player and say he's the best player in the land, bring him into your system, he then excels your team, and then right before the tournament he ends up getting injured and everything falls by the wayside. Nothing is guaranteeing the fact that you win a championship because you're spending money. And I think that's where some people look at it and say, look, we've seen it in pro sports. You can go out and spend all the money you want. It took years and years and years for the Dodgers to finally win a championship after spending more than $300 million on payroll. So I get it. I completely understand that. You don't want to get into that 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 rabbit hole. On the other hand, there are going to be those that scream, if you're going to do it the right way, and you continually don't have success, or you're one and done, or you're not getting into the Final Four in football, you're not getting into the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, the Final Four in basketball, you're going to be considered a yeah, but. Yeah, they have a great season, but they're not going to actually reach the biggest monuments, which is Final Four, and then ultimately a national title. So... I understand it, and you're going to get finger-pointing on either side. It goes back to that argument from uh, from a while ago when, you know, Gary Anderson complained that it was too difficult to get certain players into Wisconsin because of the academic standards, because of just merely a credit when they're supposed to take just one extra year of Spanish or one extra year of algebra or whatever it is they happen to need to get in. They just don't have that extra year, that extra credit, and you're going to keep these people out. 
he complained about it then, and then there was an outcry, can we just lower the standard a little bit to allow some of these guys to get here and then maybe get them up to speed once they get here? And the standard answer was no, we're not lowering our standards just because we want a specific player to come to Wisconsin. I, I agree. This is going to be an, a never-ending discussion, a never-ending argument, and every year, like right now, everything's quiet because there's optimism. Nobody's won, nobody's lost. But if you've got to recruit, um, say, in-state or somebody that you're really hot on the trail of, and it comes down to another school or Wisconsin, and if you lose that guy, the argument is going to be then kind of reignited. It's going to fan the flames, and everything's going to burst back up, and we're going to be discussing it again. But I, I agree. Look, if it's legal and you have the means to do certain things, you know, do anything and everything you can to benefit your program. Uh, and also remember, if you're not going to do it, are you then hamstringing your coach via wins and losses? Because there are coaches out there that will say, I don't get paid to graduate kids. I don't get paid to make sure guys are in class. That's what some of the student academic advisors are for. They get paid to do that, not me. What I'm here for, if I don't win, I don't have a job. So I'm all about winning, and I'll do it at all costs. I'll make sure that the kids do what they're supposed to do, be the father figure for them to make sure they don't get into trouble, and we will all be friends, and we will all be family, and all of that. But when it comes to wins and losses, I lose my job if I don't win more games. And then are you then, in essence, hamstringing some of your coaches because of the decisions you're making as an academic institution? I, that's also the side of it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. So uh, let's do this. When we come back, uh, I want to I want to switch gears just a little bit. I want to talk a little uh, basketball, and I want to get into the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks, big game at the Fiserv Forum. Game three coming up tomorrow, two thirty tip time down there. Is this for those of you out there that are pining for this particular phrase? Is this a must win circumstantially for the Milwaukee Bucks? We'll deal with that when we come back. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. tell you what if you are uh as we know the weather's going to start turning warmer and if you're in the market uh, for a motorhome a fifth wheel camper van travel trailer cunis rv they got you covered they're going to be the home again this year on the beginning cruiser best-selling rv and camper brands such as jayco alliance coachman catalina dutchman forest river gulfstream you know it you got it stop into one of their many locations growing all throughout the great state of wisconsin cunis offering top dollar for your trade-ins also offering consignment and if you're looking to sell your camper, motorhome, whatever it happens to be, you don't want the headaches and the hassles, call them. Call them. They can help you out. Big or small, Cunis RV consigns it all. They have a great selection out there as well. Doesn't matter which location. Uh, I go to the one down in Elkhorn. Get a hold of my buddy Scott. He's the GM down there. Scott Remmer. Ask for him. And uh, he's the guy that can cut the deals. Go to Scott. Go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV. Dot com, Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer. Go Again, go to CunisRV.com. Must-win game for the Milwaukee Bucks? No. 
No. The term must win, it doesn't always apply to a team that is about to be eliminated. That is indeed a must win. That is without a doubt. For this particular game, um, this is being applied because people are in the nail-biting panic mode. You need to be up two games to one. You feel they have to get the win. Uh, they have to do it without Chris Middleton. They have to do it at the Fiserv Forum. They have to do it for the first game to gain confidence. They have to do it in front of the home crowd. You have to do it because you can't lose serve for the home court advantage. All of those are true, but that doesn't make it a must-win game. Ben, how vital is tomorrow's game, do you feel? I think it's important. I would not call it a must-win by any means. Um, I, I mean, kind of the same thing I said against the Bulls. It's, it's a must to look good. It, it's a must mm-hmm. to play well at home. You're playing a really good basketball team. If you lose, it, by no means is it over. So I, you already stole a game in Boston. So if you give right. one back, no one's dead. Uh, the, for all the reasons that I gave that people have angst, I agree. I agree. Um, I think that you need to have the confidence because you got just drilled in game two. I think you need to do it in front of your home fans. You can't take the wind out of the sails of the Fiserv Forum in the Deer District. I think you need to hold serve for home court advantage. All of those. I, I agree with all of those, but I agree with you. Um, it's not must win. I still, I mean, the Bucks were down 0-2 to you know, numerous teams in the past and have come back to win, so I'm not overly concerned about that. Um, missing Chris Middleton does hurt. We saw that in the last game. Here's one other thing to think about. I mean, George Hill, uh, most likely coming back. Um, how deep in the bench does coach bud change his rotation? He's been going about eight or nine deep total. That's it. It's not like he's running, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 guys out there. I mean, who, who loses minutes? George Hill can be a calming influence, especially, uh, if you get into some of these runs. But I I don't necessarily look at this and say, oh, my God, you know, uh, boy, they've got everybody. All their weapons are on board because I, you're not going to see Coach Bud use all the weapons. He doesn't do it that way. He pretty much comes up with a game plan, and that's what he sticks to. He doesn't change things. There's not a whole lot of on the fly there unless, you know, we've seen it throughout the season where it's absolutely positively necessary. But – most of the time, when you get to the postseason, it's eight or nine guys. That's about it. He doesn't go much deeper than that. Kyle says could be much must win because in Coach Bud's tenure, the winner of every game three has gone on to win the series. Yes, this is a must win. Uh, Brantley says, I think I'm growing to hate the term must win. This is the playoffs. Playoffs, yes. Playoffs, every game is a must win. You, can, uh, you can't tell me that the Bucks don't want to sweep every single time. I completely agree. Completely agree. This is a, how do I put this? This is a game where you can say, yeah, you know what? Our backs are a little bit against the wall because we had momentum coming out of game one. We completely gave it away in game two. They took us out of our game. They were hitting their shots. Our defense sucked. We couldn't hit shots. You know, from beyond the arc, we were absolutely terrible. Brooke Lopez offensively has been non-existent, and you would like to see him become more involved. Who else is going to step up? You needed the presence of Chris Middleton in that game. They figured something out. And now you start to question, do they have something on us? We, we couldn't answer. 
We didn't have the ability to answer. We, we couldn't answer. So now what? You know, you start to get that little bit of doubt in your mind. This game is the game in which you can erase all of that. You can go, okay, we're okay. We're good. We got them. We punched them in the mouth here at our place. Our fans were rocking. Our dear district's back. We're good to go. That's the, it's, it's not a must win in the sense of, oh, my God, if we lose this game, it's over. It's a must win in the sense of you just want to kind of reestablish yourself. Like you said, Ben, it's probably more of a, a must-look-good moment than it is a must-win game. Would you so call that a can't-lose then? No, because that's the same thing. That's just a, that's a different <laughs> way of putting lipstick on a pig. You know, I, I, I hate that term. I, we can't lose. Call it a must-win then if you feel it, feel it that way. I think it's a must-be-really-competitive. If you lose, don't lose by more than five. You know, if you win... You hopefully you have a, a good, solid, dominant victory. If you win a close game, then consider yourself, boy, we're really glad we have home, home court advantage throughout. When it comes down to the energy of the moment, let's feel really good about having home court advantage throughout. But as far as must win, oh, my God, the sky is falling, no. I'm not there. Now, if they lose this game, then coming back on Monday, that's a must-win game. That's a must-win game. Otherwise, you're going back to Boston and they're closing things out. That would be a must-win game. I agree. So, but this one, this one is a a got to look good game. Got to come out tenacious game, and you can't let up game. You got to you got punched in. A, and here's the other thing that I need Bud to do if he's listening to the program. For God Almighty, for his sake, please, and all fans out there that are dropping to their knees right now, saying a novena, going to church, confessing their sins, trying to get a cleansed soul, getting into this moment, for the love of God, if if the Celtics go on a run, 6 nothing, 7 nothing, 10 nothing, please, God, call a timeout and stem the tide. It seems like they've got to go on a 25 to nothing run before you finally call a timeout. I get it that you want to hit a big bucket and you want to get your guys back into the rhythm, but for the guy, for, for the love of God, please call a timeout. <laughs> please call a timeout because they got punched in the face fast and furious in game one. And before you knew what hit you, you were down 20, 20 points, 23 points, 18 points. And all of a sudden you're going, well, okay, timeout, 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 timeout. Let's, let's stop the bleeding. And it was awful. And you knew right then and there that no matter what the Bucks did, as hard as they fought. And the game was pretty much even after that. If anything, the Bucks came out a little bit ahead. But after that, you you knew that it was just going to be trading buckets the rest of the way. And there was no way you were going to overcome that kind of a deficit in a playoff game. So stem the tide. If it starts to get away from you, three, four buckets, let's call a timeout. Let's just reset, guys. This is what it is. Here we go. Let's reset this thing. John says, play to win every game. Herm Edwards, play to win the game. I agree. It's not a must win, though, but you play to win every game. Uh, Brett says, I really think this is a must win game for our Bucks for many reasons. Gain momentum on our end. Percentage-wise, when the series is tied it's, uh, and 72% of the teams win the, game, win the series, it goes on to win game three. Also, after getting a shot on game two, uh, Giannis and the Bucks need to respond in game three, uh, which I'm 100% confident they will do. Uh, the Celtics keep putting one-on-one uh, -on -one with Giannis because it isn't going to work like in Game 2. Uh, one last thing, our uh, our rotational players will be more involved. Go Bucks! See, you hope they are. You hope they are. 
because Bud doesn't go too deep into his bench come postseason. And again, I uh, this one's from Anthony who says, uh, and look for Chris Middleton to come back. I just have a feeling. Anthony, I would be, I don't, like I said, I don't get shocked very often. I'd be shocked if he played in this game. I, I The Bucks said a while ago they didn't think he was going to play in a series. I'd be shocked if he played in this game. Only a couple of games into it. Only, only less than a week from when they said that he wasn't going to be available for the series. Coach Bud said that we will not see Middleton in the next two games. I didn't think so. I I know there's these rumors out there that, oh, he, he's going to come back. We saw him shoot. Did you see him shoot in Boston? He, the, the guy wasn't moving, man. He looked like he was – he looked like a guy that just came back from surgery and he's standing up for the first time. That's what he looked like. He was kind of hobbled. He had that great big ice bag wrapped to his knee. He was just smiling, just popping a couple of shots. But there was no leap there. There was no to it. It wasn't like he was quick cutting his steps. None of that. None of that. Just because you see Chris Middleton standing doesn't mean he's suddenly going to be able to play NBA basketball. So I don't see Chris Middleton coming back. I don't see Chris Middleton. If they win this game, I don't see Chris Middleton coming back in this series. Unless maybe it's game seven. Otherwise, I don't see him coming back. Just my thought. 877-867-1670. If you think it's a must game, tell me why. Tell me why. Hang in there. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good stuff going on. A lot of good things happening. A lot of good things happening. Uh, I want to say hi to our friends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. We talked about it a little bit earlier. They're going to be the uh, host as we finish our motorcycle ride there this year. They're always great to us. Craig Winger and his staff are fantastic. Look forward to the hometown rally. All the announcements going up today. Uh, that being said, if you're looking to ride, if you're looking for a bike, if you're looking for motor clothes, for parts, for accessories, if you're looking for tut- tutoring, whatever it happens to be when it comes to riding, they've got it for you. Wisconsin's best dealer. Wisconsin's best dealer. Go to WisconsinWISHD.com. WISHD.com. That is WISHD.com. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. Um, Taylor says, first, nice spring Friday. I think it's time to bring back the Friday Beer Chug Challenge. Hmm. I don't think we do it every Friday, do we? Do we Do we go back to doing that, Ben? Do we uh, Do we need the Beer Chug Challenge every Friday? I mean, yeah, but I feel like it would. Uh, that would then dictate why we're chugging the beer. Uh, the Phillies blew a seven-run lead in the ninth inning last night, so... <laughs> I, I would be drinking in a more somber way while many others would celebrate the weekend. It's not funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
So is that then, uh, I figure at this point in time, you wake up and the Joe Girardi dartboard is just shredded with axe rather than darts? Axe throwing has begun in the uh, in the Ben Kenny household? There aren't many. I, I do have a dartboard in my apartment. Um, there aren't many times I turn on Philly Sports Radio driving into work, but today had to be one of those days. And yeah, the outrage is, is That's there. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Seven oh, to one, goodness. Bill. Seven to one against the yeah. Mets. The Mets lose those games. Yeah, they usually lose those games. The Mets uh, play much better baseball this year, but they they usually lose those games. Uh, well, on a positive side for your Philly roots, Joel Embiid's going to be playing. Likely, he's wow. still listed out for Game Three, but he's cleared all the protocols. They upgraded him to doubtful, actually, just now. So. It's looking okay. like he'll play, but, I mean, there's no faith there either because of the head coach. <laughs> you know, it, people make fun of Philly fans for always being the pessimists, but it, it, I think it's like that with every fan. I don't want to say Wisconsinites. It's like that with every fan base. It's great to be a part of something when things are going good and you have optimism, but unless you win it, it just sucks. Uh, because then you figure out reasons as to why they're not. I get We get it all the time. Every time we start to talk about, about the Packers playing well and getting home field advantage and, well, they're going to choke, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. So people can say, I told you so. Otherwise, you're just joyous when they win it. You can say, boy, this is great. I was wrong. Yay! You know. But for the most part, people love to say, this sucks and this is going to suck and here's the reason why. And I told you so. So for everybody that has optimism, you're just, you're just peeing on their parade, basically. And and that's about the extent of it. So I um, I understand where you're coming from. Let's put it that way. I get the stereotype. We deal with it all the time. I yeah. like I, I understand how people view people from where I'm from, but I when you look at what happens, take away the Eagles, the, do you kind of get mm-hmm. it? Yeah. It's a baseball team that spends big money and then finds every way to lose. It's a basketball organization that tanked for six years and is a complete disaster. Yeah. Uh, you've also, you talked about the Eagles winning a championships. Not that long ago, the Phillies were winning championships. They haven't made the playoffs since though. That's 10 years. Right. No, that I agree with. But I go back to the years they were winning it when, when Pete Rose came there as a free agent. They've won championships where some teams like the Brewers have never won a championship. They haven't even really, other than in 82, they haven't really sniffed it. They haven't gotten to the World Series. So... I agree your angst and pessimism. I understand it. Uh, I think it reigns more prevalent here in the state only for the fact that they've never been. So until you get there, I think there's always optimism. There's always hope. There's always enjoyment. But ultimately, I think in the back of your mind, you go, eh, do they have enough? No, they don't have enough money to compete. That's always going to be what we're going to say. It's just it's the built-in excuse. Um, At least they're extremely well run, though, by the people that, upstairs, that the coach. Yeah, you'll always be in a position to succeed when you have that. Mm-hmm. No, that 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 they are. Uh, Carlos writes uh, a belated happy Cinco de Mayo. I was out yesterday getting hammered, uh, <laughs> getting hammered. Uh, I was at Casa Tequila, which I believe is not far away from your home. And as a matter of fact, Carlos, you are correct. It is not far away. We were going to go up there yesterday. Uh, Kristen stopped by. I was on my way back from Road America. We were going to stop and have a drink. It was packed. It was packed. Yesterday and normally it's not packed. Normally, I've, I even when it, the the parking lot is full, you can pretty much walk in and still get a seat at the bar. Yesterday, there were there was a line out the door, so we just never went. I just wasn't going to stand in line just to get a margarita. 
Um, but Carlos, you are correct. He says, uh, boy, what a week for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. If they can win two out of three this weekend, do we then jump on the bandwagon and say we are firm believers? Carlos, let me say this. First of all, thank you for the email. I appreciate the fact that you had to take a day to write it because you were probably really inebriated yesterday. And the fact that you recovered, you woke up, and you wrote me an email, fantastic. Here you go. The thing about it is about jumping on the bandwagon. First of all, I'm on the bandwagon. I figured they were going to win the division anyway. So I don't know if you call that being on the bandwagon or jumping on it, but I've always thought the Brewers were going to win the division. If you think now that efforts them towards a, a World Series, um, I think optimism reigns supreme, but I'll say this. Baseball is so long. What you do in April and May is not necessarily what you're going to do in August and September. It is so long, so long. The only thing I can say is, and I've always said this, going down the stretch, like last year, they were winning in August, and people were out of their freaking minds, man. And this is great. Here we go. Yelich was on track, and then Yelich cooled off, and the team cooled off, and they struggled to hit down the stretch. And I said at the time, and people called me every name in the book, and I took it. I took it like Superman with bullets flying off his chest. It's like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm this. I'm a son of a, yep, I'm an app. Yeah, yep, I, I, I take it. Here's the thing. You got to be hot. You got to be good. You got to be healthy. You got to be lucky. In baseball, to the postseason, you got to be hot. You got to come down the stretch firing on all cylinders. Your offense has to be good. Your pitching has to be good. I think in that particular case, you have to be really good in baseball firing on all cylinders down down the stretch. So what you do now is build a lead. You build a lead and you get it to the point where hopefully it's almost insurmountable. You'd like to see that lead lead because they say about a week per game is what you can make up on average, okay? Because it all begins to equal out for good teams near the top of the division. So a week, maybe five days for one game separation, okay? Unless you go on a, a losing streak. Like last year, the Cardinals went on that, what was that, stupid win streak. What did they have been? Like 12, 15, 17. 17, 17 games? It was crazy what they were doing. And so they closed. Think about it this. They went on a 17-game win streak, and the Brewers still didn't give up the lead. So that's what I'm saying. Unless you go on some kind of an epic failure, usually it's all going to equal out in the wash by the time it's all said and done because you're a good team and they're a good team. So what you want to do is build your lead up to the point that it's maybe a six-game, four, five, six-game lead by August. Very hard to catch you after the fact. Very hard to catch a team after that. So build up that lead now so when you get to August, it's not necessarily that you're not playing pressure baseball. It's just that you you're all you can look in the rearview mirror but you're really just forging ahead you're really just staying within breathing distance so you got a little room to go we're okay you know but i'll say this you got to be hot going into september and in the month of september you got to be hot you got to be peaking at the right time you can't be slumping you can't be scraping for hits you have got to figure it out you've got to figure it out whether it's hit and run, dropping down a bunt, hitting behind a runner, whether it's stealing a base, uh, just the little things. Like the other day I saw a throw from Kane that completely overshot the cutoff man, and it made the play close at third. Okay, no big deal. But in doing so, instead of hitting the cutoff man, the runner advanced. Both runners then score from second and third. Both runners then came in. Now it didn't cost them the game, 
But the point is, had he hit the cutoff, man, you end up with first and third rather than second and third, and the run, the extra run that scored was unnecessary. Didn't have to score. It would have been on first and third again rather than both runners come in with a man at first. And then after that, they got out of the inning with a force play at second. So my point is, it's doing the little things correctly down the stretch. 877-867-1670. Uh, give us a shout. Again, 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Just in. Just in. Uh, one of our great sponsors and uh, military guys, uh, Burn Pit Barbecue. Uh, we talk about them all the time, and they've got tremendous uh, sauces, and they've got great rubs and and uh, hot sauces and such. Uh, but their barbecue sauce is fantastic. So uh, I just got this sent to me. Uh, Burn Pit Barbecue has been chosen to share their brand and their story with millions of they're going to be on QVC and the Home Shopping Network during National Military Appreciation Month. Love it. So they're going to be highlighted on uh, May 26th from 1 o'clock uh, at 1 o'clock and at 7 o'clock Eastern Time, uh, noon and 6 Central on QVC and also at 2.55 and 8.55 Eastern Time, which is 155 and 755 Central, on the Home Shopping Network. And they're going to debut their products and all their online stuff. And uh, because they are being uh, basically considered one of the best veteran-run businesses in the country. Fantastic stuff. Go to burnpitbbq.com. What a great story. They've only been around two years. And they're small. They were doing it out of their basement, out of their house. And they've just grown. And uh, congratulations to those guys. Go to burnpitbbq.com. Again, burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com. Great stuff. I love it when we have a success story off of the program. That's awesome. Just awesome for them. Uh, 877-867-1670. What is up? Do it. Find us. Uh, you also have uh, the ability to uh, tweet us at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can also find us. Over on the Facebook fan page, go to facebook.com slash the Bill Michael Show. Find Ben Kenny at Ben Z Kenny over there on uh, Twitter. By the way, Ben, your uh, your Twitter poll, read it and give me the results as to where they stand right now. So I tweeted this out earlier. We talked about it a bit on Kenny and Halpern last night, but over the next 10 years, which Wisconsin sports program is going to be affected more negatively by the current NIL and transfer portal landscape, football or basketball? And I made the argument that I, I think it will be basketball affected more. Right now, uh, 57.5% agree. There you go. There you go. There you have it. Keep voting. Find Ben Z. Kenny. Ben Z. Kenny over there on uh, on Twitter. Um, by the way, did you see Dan Dockich was on the uh, Barrett Sports Media uh, page and says that the media has to be man enough to apologize to Ben Simmons? Uh, it's no. time to apologize. Yeah, 
I'm not really a, an avid follower of Dan Dockich. Yeah. Um, he said, however, once Simmons got to Brooklyn, fans and the media still criticizing Simmons for failing to return to the court, said he was being selfish for sitting on the bench while the Nets were out there against the ropes, against Boston in the playoffs, and on and on and on. Former college basketball coach and current uh, outkick contributor Dan Dockich went on the uh, record during his daily digital show, Don't Blank at, or Don't At Me, declaring that the media owes Simmons a huge apology after the news broke Thursday that he needed and had successful surgery on his back. That now the media has to apologize. Would he then give back all the money that he was uh, going around the corner to try to get while he sat out all year? Exactly. Dan Dockage is very controversial. Dan Dockage, I love Dan Dockage. I love talking to him. He's He's... He's a he's a good mind. I, I like the way um, he makes me think uh, because he can be controversial, and very staunch in his stances. But um, on this particular, I agree with you on this particular case. Uh, I the, the criticism of him being uh, a wimp, a wuss, you know, uh, basically, um, oh, the the God I, it escapes me. The cat that played in uh, in Chicago who everybody said his knee was fine and he wouldn't come back and play. Oh, my God, he was an MVP. Derek, Derek Rose. Rose. Thank you. Derek, Derek Rose. Uh, everybody that criticized Derek Rose in very much the same fashion, that he was being selfish and such. Derek Rose did not need additional surgery. He just didn't want to play. Whereas Ben Simmons, turns out he did need back surgery. He had back surgery. was successful. But I agree with you. The whole time, Ben Simmons is working the deal, talking about the ability to come back and play and about what he can do, trying to make more money on it. If I agree with you there. If you're hurt, then go into the building, uh, get surgery, rehab, get treatment. He wouldn't go into the building. He wouldn't practice. And then he filed grievances to be paid anyway. Right. So. And here's the other thing. If he did need surgery and was hurting so bad, why was he even practicing saying that he would be ready? So people tweeted good things. You know, but then ultimately he didn't play. You know what I mean? Yep. So all, I get it, but ultimately he didn't play. 877-867-1670. Find us, hit us up, let us know. Uh, by the way, the weather forecast, and I'm getting a lot of people that are asking this, the weather forecast for the Deer District. Tomorrow, down in the Deer District, it's supposed to be a high of about 58. It's not going to be real warm. The re- inland, you know, like Madison, Waukesha, inland counties, away from the lake. You're going to be right around 64 to 65, sunshine. Sunshine most of the week. Now, I'm looking at the seven-day forecast right now, uh, and it looks really good. Uh, 60. And now, I'm talking inland here, uh, not next to the lake, but 66 and sunny on, on, on Sunday, uh, 73 and sunny on Monday, 80 on Tuesday, sunny, 82 on Wednesday, 82 on Thursday. Holy crap, summer has arrived. Holy smoke them if you got them. But near the lake, tomorrow is going to be 58, then 60, 68, 72, 75, and 75. You'll still take it, but we all know it's cooler by the lake, which is just a saying, and it sucks. But it's true. It's living next to a giant ice cube continuously. But for those going to the Deer District tomorrow to root on the Milwaukee Bucks in what some consider to be a must-win game, we consider it a must-show-up-and-play-well game, um, it's going to be 58 and mostly sunny. Not a bad way to go. There you go. 
Andy Herman of the Packet Day podcast. He's going to be joining us next. We're going to get his thoughts on the Green Bay Packers, who are on the verge of the rookie minicamp. Coming up, everybody's starting to gather in Green Bay. Mike Clemens is on the ground up there. We know Mike's in town, hanging at the Bay Motel. And we're going to talk with Andy Herman of the Pack-A-Day podcast about that coming up here uh, next after the top of the hour, so stay tuned. want to also remind you, our friends, at Forgotten Fire Winery. It is wine made by Wisconsinites for Wisconsinites. It's what they call fun in a bottle. Fun in a bottle. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com to set up maybe a, a tour. Uh, you can also do the wine and cider tastings there. They have live music there. They have all kinds of private events there. All kinds of good stuff. Anytime is a great time for Forgotten Fire Wines and Ciders. Wisconsin wine, made from Wisconsin people. Good stuff. Love it. Thanks to Forgotten Fire Winery for coming on board. Great, 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 great stuff. Cannot wait. Stay tuned. Andy Herman, the Pack of Day podcast. He's going to join us coming up next on The Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.